Welcome to the Jamming Show. My name is Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my show. Pumped y'all are here. Got a special guest in the house tonight, today. His name's Rob Carney, and his company is Whole Health Connections, founder and CEO of his brand. Um, Rob and I know known each other for a little bit over a year now, and we've met we met each other through our nutrition business. Um, Rob and I um, share very similar interests in holistic health and nutrition. Um, we have our own philosophies and how we like to go about um, working with our clients, serving our clients. But one thing that we do have in common is our passion for our nutritional products that we like to serve for our clients, which I've been mentioning over the past couple episodes about are really great for weight loss. Um, Rob likes to use them and he is really invested as I am myself, introducing my good friend, Rob. How's it going, Rob? Ben, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on the Jammin' Show. Nice, man. Nice. You know, you were one of the first people to, uh, to reach out when I threw it out there, like looking for some guests. So really appreciate you, um, you, you wanted to be on the pod, dude. You've got your own pod as well, right? I do, yeah. The Whole Health with Rob Carney podcast. So as soon as I saw an opportunity to be a guest, I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on that because I know what it's like to host. And I was like, you know, I'm going to switch the roles up here and, you know, be a guest on Ben's podcast. I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, for sure, man. That's like what it's all about. I mean, one of the things about having a pod that was got me the most excited was just the idea of like crossing pods and just cross promoting and just, you know, having fun with it. You know, what, since you've had your pod, Rod, you've had it for a little bit longer than me. What benefits have you seen um, with um, having a podcast? You know, I've been promoting my platform, Anchor, um, to my, my viewers. And why has a podcast really beneficial for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the podcast, I just enjoy it. I like having conversations and talking with people. And I found that a lot of times, you know, I studied the Czech Institute. So there's a lot of Czech practitioners, holistic health practitioners that I was talking with on the phone, you know, just kind of catching up with the people from my class. And then eventually I was like, hold on, every single conversation we have here could be beneficial to someone else if we record it. And maybe it's beneficial to one person, maybe it's beneficial to 200. But the fact of the matter is, is I kind of came to a point that I was like, look, there's a lot of great wisdom that these people are sharing. And I have a, I mean, I don't want to say a big platform, but I have like 3,300 followers on Instagram. I mean, so it's a nice, you know, nice small-ish size that is bigger than a lot of the colleagues that I have. So it was a great way that they were kind of like, hey, like, can I uh, use your platform to share my message? And of course, like, hell yeah, dude, like, you got a great message to share. I enjoy your content. So it's been a very mutually beneficial way of sharing content and connecting with others and, you know, just kind of trying to give value. Totally. And I don't think other people realize how much we value other people's great content for our own shows. That's why I was pumped to have Rob on my show. Cause I know what kind of value and content he creates all the time. Right. I'm a follower of his on his platform. So I see his stuff. It was an easy fit. Um, I'm a fitness trainer on the West coast. Um, he is really deep in the nutrition game on the East coast. I'm from Connecticut. He's from Massachusetts. What part of Massachusetts are you from? So I'm south of Boston, about 18 miles south. So it's uh, South Shore, South Shore of Boston. Okay. And uh, I got to ask, man, I got to ask, because we talk about sports a lot on this show. You know, are you a big sports guy? I can't really get that vibe. I can't tell. Are you a sports guy? So that's a great question. So growing up, the answer was absolutely. And over the years, I've kind of shed, you know, some teams some sports here and there. So growing up, I was big baseball, football, basketball, in terms of viewing. I played lacrosse, swimming, and basketball. But over the years, I dropped off baseball. Then it dropped off football a few years ago. Now I'm strictly Celtics. I'm a big Celtics guy. But even with the basketball, you know, just as time, being a business owner, 
you only have so much time of the day. So I actually watched a full Celtics game last night for the first time in many months, Yikes. which of course many months because there was a freaking four month <laughs> delay there. there yeah. But uh, basically right now I've narrowed it down to just basketball. For sure. Now I can definitely relate to that. Um, you know, I used to be a big video game guy. And then, you know, as I've just gotten older, you know, I've just started to care less and less about video right. games. And it's not even a thing. It's just like, I don't like do that anymore. And same thing with sports. I'm not nearly as obsessed as I used to, but you know, still love it. You know, I still love it. You know, I love the bass. I love basketball. Um, not a big Celtics guy, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> um, and, um, nice dude. So you talked about the Czech Institute, right? So that's, that's important because I mentioned that you and I both really share similar holistic approaches to, you know, serving our clients. So I'm familiar with the Czech Institute, but I know for a fact that the majority of people listening have no idea what that is. Can you please go into detail as what that is and why you got, cert you got that certification? Yeah, so the Czech Institute was founded by Paul Czech. So Paul Czech is a holistic health practitioner, author. Um, basically, he studied and worked with a lot of the, the best people in the world. So he was actually the boxing coach for the U.S. Army for a while. Um, he was a massage therapist, personal trainer, um, you know, basically any, anything under that realm for the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chicago Bulls. He's worked with people like Tony Robbins. So he's had a lot of high profile people. And then somewhere along the lines, I think someone must have been like, hey, Paul, like, can you actually share this with people instead of just being a practitioner? So then, you know, he opened up the Czech Institute and he started teaching his ways of holistic health, which are based around the six foundation principles, moving, thinking, breathing, nutrition, hydration, sleep. So kind of those six foundation principles are the foundation of what he teaches. Um, and you know, that's kind of, you know, what got me drawn into it was I, I watched a lot of Elliot Hulse growing up, um, became friends with Troy Casey, certified health nut, both of which studied with Paul Check. So after, you know, hearing about these two people learning where they learned from, I was like, you know, I got to go straight to the source and I'm really glad I did. Cause I learned a lot myself and met a lot of incredible like-minded people. And I, we would not have met actually, cause I'm the people I met at the Czech Institute were the people that turned me on to the Perium Superfoods, where we met over a year ago. So it's kind of where <laughs> everything has stemmed from recently. Can you please say the six pillars of the Czech Institute one more time for everybody here? Absolutely. So the six foundation principles are moving, thinking, breathing, nutrition, hydration, sleep. So basically they're broken down to yin and yang. So yin being, you know, nutrition, hydration, sleep, and yang being moving, thinking, breathing. So you got a balance of three on three on each side. And of course, within those, you know, moving can be yin or yang, but the majority of movement is yang. So it's kind of broken down into, you know, you can go yin and yang on each of them. Um, but basically there's, yeah, moving, thinking, breathing, nutrition, hydration, sleep. That's so crucial you went over that because I have my own app. I have my own group fitness program and both of those programs don't require a gym mm. and um, you don't need any equipment at all. Actually, you know, I had a woman who lost 30 pounds in two and a half months from zero equipment, no equipment. She just showed up to the classes and busted her ass and just let me do the thinking for her. Um, that's really important because a lot of people get trapped in this paradigm of I need to join a gym to take care of my health and fitness um, when that is not true at all. Um, the fitness box is just a space for you to utilize the equipment if you have the information to do it already. Right. Um, and constantly I tell people you don't need equipment or anything crazy for movement. You know, movement is so crucial to biohacking. People want to biohack. And a lot of people don't know if that's like a thing or not, but it absolutely is. It's not, it's right. not even like much of a discussion. It's very obvious. Don't need research to know that there's plenty of biohacking tricks everywhere. You know, we live in a Western society where we're only exposed to what's around us. That just simply means that we're not exposed to what else is outside of what we are already accustomed to, which is really important to know. Because if you are aware of these concepts, then superfoods isn't a foreign thing. It's not like this groundbreaking 
piece of information. When I first discovered it, I had the idea that there was better out there. I didn't think that I knew everything about anything, right? But it's a difference between knowing there's something out there and then being exposed to it and indulging in the products and the superfoods themselves, which I have been for now over a year and a half. Um, and people don't realize, Rob, you know, it's funny because when I tell my, my clients and my customers about my products, they think that I'm trying to sell them and upsell them. Right. What they don't realize is that I'm not making that much money selling these products, right? I'm not like the founder. These aren't my own formulas. And I have the freedom and the choice to choose any products on the planet to recommend to you. So what I try to tell people is that if I find anything better than what I have right now, I'll tell you, but right now there's nothing that I see bundled up in a package and sold as conveniently and high as potent as Perium's products. What do you have to say about that? Well, yeah, I'm going to first go back to the fact you said about the Western philosophy that we have. So I spent a good four months in Asia, Southeast Asia, mostly in Sri Lanka. So out there, you know, most places, there's no cell service. People don't have TVs, radios, cell phones. It's very much a third world country. So there's not much in terms of connection with the outside world, but those people there were some of the happiest people I've ever met. And, you know, kind of to tie into biohacking, you know, a simple biohacking trip, we walked barefoot all the time. We woke up with the sun. So we got up to sunrise. We go to bed, you know, like 8.39, get up at 5.00. So we are in our circadian rhythm and that in and of itself is a biohack because we've been so conditioned. It's like, oh, well, you got to stay up till 2 a.m. and sleep till 10 or sleep till 11 or whatever. After drinking all night, we wear shoes all the time. There's so many little things that living in Asia really taught me that is like basic, you know, basic human things like getting in touch with nature is actually a form of biohacking. And then, you know, more recently, I've been really diving into cold exposure with ice baths. Um, you know, there's so many different routes we could go down with that. But as it relates to, you know, the Purium superfoods, a big thing that, just like you noted, it's, there tends to be a, a, a seller and buyer's bias where if someone's saying, telling us about something, you know, people get defensive. It's like, oh, they're trying to sell me something. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give them money, but they're more than happy to go to a giant corporation and pay that person. They wouldn't want to sell or buy from an individual, which is, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not here to change anyone's mind on that, but it's like, let's support smaller businesses, the smaller fish in the sea, because the giant whales are there eating up all the small fish with all the lockdowns that are going on. So on that note, you know, as you say, with the products, it's like, I, I noticed a difference and I wouldn't be sharing something if it didn't make me feel better. And we were talking a little bit before the show started on this, like, look, these superfoods are a big part of my brand. I, I know they're part of your brand as well, but it's not my brand. It's not the only thing I do. It's, it's an incredibly valuable tool in my arsenal, but it's not the only thing. And of course, it's not perfect. There's going to be other, you know, like magnesium for bioptimizers. It's another one I recommend because, you know, there's not a magnesium supplement in Purium. They're more whole foods. Yeah. So of course, you can cross-reference those with other, other products and Definitely. other superfoods and all that. But, you know, as you said, as of right now, this is the most complete bundle of products that I found. So that's why, that's why I share it. Totally. And that, you just said that at the very end, actually. These are not the only products that I recommend. Not, not, at, not at all. The, the, what makes pure, these Purium products in particular, these superfoods, stick out is that they're, you can literally consume these daily as food. So these foods in particular, these like so my fitness journey started when I was born. I've been an athlete forever. And I found my way into this position by sticking with my gut, with my interests. But one thing that Purium has taught me 100% is that calories are highly overrated. Highly, highly overrated by a lot. It's all about new density and the nutrition in the food that you're having because you got to really think about why we're eating in the first place. We are eating to fuel ourselves at the cellular level. We weren't brought on here to eat to be a pig and sit around and and be lazy. Rob, Rob, you're you're not in your head. You want you're itching on something right now. Yeah. 
I just want to say, I mean, I think that that's exactly what it is, is that we are so, you know, our soils are so depleted. Our food is so calorie full, but nutrient restrictive that it's just like you said, that what's really shown me is just like you said, is that it's so much more about nutrition and not about calories. I remember when I was, you know, in high school and college and everyone's like, oh, to, you know, get in good shape and bulk up, you just got to eat more. Well, to me, that ended up with a torn muscle in my back about two and a half years ago, which I've quickly realized it's like, look, it's not all about just lifting heavy weights and eating more. It's really, in my opinion, and for my body type, which is naturally lean, I was a swimmer, I'm a climber, I'm a hiker. So basically for me, it's more, it's better to have less body weight on me. That being said, I'm not out here giving, you know, fitness advice and bulking up information because that's not something I do well. I I, I, I live to be functional. Again, I like gardening, farming, all these lean body activities. So with all that said, I find that I work very well, you know, kind of doing like a intermittent fasting type of thing. I like eating my first meal around 11 a.m., um, maybe 10 on the early side. And then, you know, I'll have three meals from, you know, 10 to, 10 to 6 or 10 to 7, kind of like an eight-hour window or so. And it's just highly dense foods. And I think that it's important to give our digestive system the break. That's where I'm kind of tying this all back in that when we're so taxed with so many calories and we're so taxed with constantly eating, you said like a pig, just gorging ourselves for that, for that, you know, that dopamine release of the food. It's a very tricky trail to go down. And of course we see that with the obesity epidemic that we're dealing with right now. So so yeah, it's definitely the nutrition density is really what we look for. It's a quality over quantity. Absolutely. And, you know, I really want to continue diving into this point. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick little break, okay? And then we are going to come right back into intermittent fasting and why calories are overrated and why if you intermittent fast and you believe calories are overrated, why you don't need a big meal after a whole day essentially not eating and why you feel lighter and better after we'll be right back welcome back to the jamming show glad you guys are still tuning in with my friend uh, rob of whole health connections over on the east coast um anyone who's on the east coast can check him out in person but he's got a big online brand big online brand so if you're into anything he's talking about you love his vibe, you want to learn more information, we will leave his information here in the bio of this podcast for you to touch base with him after um, and his podcast. So um, you will be able to access him no problem. So I wanted to continue on intermittent fasting and why it's so, why it's so effective and why calories are so overrated. So I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this. When we were kids, and our parents gave us our veggies on our plate, how many times did we eat our veggies and then we're not hungry after eating our veggies? So there's a reason for that. And it's because our cells are being fed by actual food at that point. So you don't need a lot of food in your body if you're eating the right things that feed your cells at the cellular level. So when your body is on a fast, it is, it is craving something in the body at that point. Um, like anything you put in your body at that point is going to get attacked by like the body and it's going to break it down, which is why if you have an empty stomach and your blood sugar is low and you're just dropping in superfoods and healthy stuff, it's just going to hit a huge reset button. It's like you're cleansing out all of the junk and you're replacing it with, you know, with health and that's why you can have like a fat pizza and like a fat set of burgers and because there's no nutrition in there that it just tastes banging. So you can just eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. And you're not full until you've had like 3000 calories later. Um, I know my boy Rob is big in intermittent fasting. Um, and I want him to go over a little bit more as to what are the benefits for him when, when he, you know, when he does, I do it all the time. Um, but I want him to go a little bit more why he likes it. Yeah, man. Well said. And I think the biggest thing that I notice from in terms of benefits myself is I find that, you know, my mental clarity tends to perk up. And I, I attribute that. And I'm no scientist <laughs> at this point, but I attribute that to the fact that it's like, you know, 
my body's spending less time on digestion that it's able to focus energy elsewhere. We spend so, so much time and energy focused on breaking down food, so much time and energy that if you're anyone who was like me at a point where you know, you'd be hungry but full, and that's a really weird, uncomfortable place to be in. That's like, well, I just ate a full meal like an hour and a half ago, but now I'm hungry, but I still feel full. And, you know, that's usually because we're eating, like you said, we're eating something that's not filled with nutrition. It's just all calories. So our body's so craving that nutrition. We're still wanting those vitamins, those minerals, or that's why, like you said, like I used to pride myself that in high school, I could go to McDonald's and eat like five McChickens sometimes like six McChickens. It was kind of like a contest we'd have. Like, oh, who can eat the most McChickens? It was like, you didn't get full because there's no freaking nutrition in there. It's all just empty calories. And that's why you have people that can eat a whole tub of ice cream and then not realize that they ate the whole tub of ice cream until it's all gone. And yeah. part of that obviously is the sugar is addictive and that's a whole nother ball game we can go into. But in terms of intermittent fasting, you know, for me, I'm a very skinny guy. I don't have a lot of body fat on me. So I don't like to do a longer fast because, you know, there is some weight loss that happens. So for people that are, you know, looking to gain or lose weight, um, you know, a longer fast is beneficial. But for me, I find the sweet spot is kind of like that 12 to 24 hours of fasting is kind of my, my window for fasting is that's usually what I aim for. Usually I do 16 hours a day. Um, and what I just find is that, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I can go for a walk. I can do some Tai Chi, do some reading, journaling. I'm drinking water. I'm not doing a dry fast. You know, I'll put some ionic elements from Purium, which is basically ocean minerals in there. I'll do some aminos. Um, sometimes I'll do a, like a straight liquids fast. I'll take some green juice as well and just do straight liquids. Uh, but I don't eat my first meal to usually around 11, um, 12, depending if I'm getting a brother, sometimes it's closer to 10, but for the most part, 11, 12. And I just find that, as I said, it's great for energy. It's great for repair reducing inflammation um, in a day and age where we're so bombarded by toxins and inflammatory um, agents that, you know, it's a great way to let the body repair. So that's kind of, you know, my two cents on fasting. There's so much to go into on that, but uh, I think that gives a good, <laughs> good basic overview. No, for sure. And I want to actually stick with it a little bit more, at least and reflect on one point that stuck out to me, and it was energy. So I think one of the biggest things for me and why I like to intermittent fast <clears throat> is really because of energy. I feel like the once, you know, getting off of that old lifestyle is intense. It's you're getting off the good stuff. You're getting off the good stuff. Uh, our American diet is like the tastiest diet on the planet. Right. And, and regularly I, I compare food to drugs. Okay. So my take is super mixed on that as people's opinions are concerned. Um, but I think they're pretty hand in hand. You know, there's no coincidence that if you have a bad nutritional diet your whole life, you have like type 2 diabetes by the time you're, you're older. That's not like, that's, that's self-inflicting. Um, and then having a bad diet until you're older um, will give you a higher chance of having cancer and having a slow and miserable death. And I'm being brutally honest because the reality of it is that people don't realize that they are killing themselves with the foods that they eat. The only thing that's actually protecting them is the insulin, that insurance policy. Um, and when it's broken, you're dead. And that's the sweets that you're eating. Um, in comparison to if you have healthy foods, you're not really using your insulin at all. It's not spiking high at least, right? And that's really a clear indication to me because if you eat good, you're not gonna volatilely spike up your insulin. That's crucial. That's crucial to keeping your insulin low. And that's why getting off the good stuff is really painful because your insulin's always high and low, high and low. And it's really more of an illusion rather than you're actually starving because you're not starving, right? If you skip that meal, you're not going to die the next day, right? And the chances are you're actually going to feel better. You're going to get over that hunger, um, you know, and that has to do with energy levels. It has to do with your digestion. It has to do with the fact that you're eating too much. And when you're eventually weeded off to that old lifestyle, your, your full day energy completely changes, completely my energy is good all day. And then sleep 
is the secret weapon of all weapons. I think the most powerful of all. Um, I actually go to bed at a re- – I'm also – I'm a professional DJ and MC, and I do that. Let's, let's make this clear on like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, okay? Not like during the weekdays. I'm in bed, shit you not, at like 8, 8.30, and I'm up at like 3.30, 4 in the morning because I love what I do, and I'm, I'm pumped to get up, and I got plenty of energy because I slept seven, eight, nine hours, right? So, Rob, I don't think what you said about going to bed early is unreasonable. I do the same thing. People think I'm crazy, but the most wasted time of the day is that Netflix and chilling time at the end of the day. Biggest waste of the day. Yeah, I, I want to touch on the fact that you said about the energy levels. And I think that that's something that, as you say, once we transition away from eating these garbage foods is basically what they are. Like, and that's why the whole like 2 p.m. crash happens is people eat a shitty lunch, their insulin levels spike. They get that short-term energy and then they crash and then they reach for more coffee, more caffeine to keep them going. And they're sitting all day. There's no movement in their body. They haven't slept well. Their stress levels are through the roof and it's just a vicious cycle. And I think sometimes, you know, to, to prevent that and to break that pattern, we need to do something that's different. And that could be intermittent fasting. That could be taking a cold shower, an ice bath, going in the sauna, exercising, walking, walking barefoot, going to bed earlier, whatever it is, we need to mix up our routine because clearly what we're doing isn't working. And that's where I look at the six foundation principles, like which of these can I try to change? And just like you said, sleep is the most underrated tool in our arsenal. We've built a society that, you know, it's honorable to be tired, to have bags under eyes, to have worked too much, to be overstressed, to be, you know, not on top of your your sleep game because it's it's deemed as like oh they're working so hard that they don't even sleep but when you actually look at it, it's like well yeah they could be working 16 18 hours a day sleeping for three four hours but how much of the time is just wasted because our levels are spiking and crashing and they're not really optimizing that and i i really truly believe that once people learn to optimize their sleep their entire life will change And sleep is something that I have really, really dove into the past six months, maybe a little bit more, maybe a year. Stress and sleep is kind of been where I've focused most of my efforts because I recognize that if we can reduce our stress and improve our sleep, energy levels are going to improve. And once you have lower stress, better sleep, and higher energy, you know, everything else becomes easier, becomes more enjoyable. You're able to be more present. You can just be more effective as a human being. And it's like, you know, sleep, we do it for a third of our life, hopefully, eight hours a day. You know, some people need six, some people need seven, some people need 10, depending on the person. But let's just call it eight for easy, easy numbers. That's a third of our life. You really want to not optimize a third of your life? To me, it's just asinine. It's like, it's, it's almost, I would even say it's almost idiotic to not, to not try to optimize your sleep. Totally. And I, uh, <clears throat> this is like the conversation that I'm having with someone who like works out like every day, like bashing my head against the wall, telling them to stop doing that all the time. There's a time and a place to do that. Right. Sometimes it's okay. But like that, like people think that's like what you're supposed to do. And I just like want to like drive my head through a wall. And it just, it's just because I want them to chill out and reap the benefits of a master and, and enjoy the recovery part. Cause the, the masters recover. It's just, it's just that simple. The masters of the craft sit down and take the time for health and wellness and relaxation, regardless of how rich and famous and how busy they are. It is all excuses, right? And I can relate. So I was going to ask, do you think a lot of the, the, neg- the, the bad eating, the lack of sleep, the high stress, it has to do with people's obsessions with their, their jobs that they have? right? Do you think that's a big stemming point? Yeah, I think jobs are a big part of it. I think it's just the, you know, the addiction to the stress hormones. And that's why we love to, you know, we, I mean, a lot of people love to watch drama shows. They love to watch things that spike their emotions. They like to consume sugar. They like to drink alcohol because part of them likes that, you know, that feeling of being up. And they also like that feeling of being down. And a lot of people aren't able to, you know, really recognize that on a conscious level. But Part of why, you know, we do these, these 
destructive behaviors because we're addicted to the emotions they bring. There's, I mean, it's, there's no coincidence that it's like, we all know someone who's been in a, a negative relationship with a partner that's just constantly back and forth. It's, they're, they're the most happy, loving people in the world, and then they hate each other. And they're happy, loving, and they hate each other. It's an addiction to these negative emotions. And as it relates to the job, a lot of that is, you know, one, addiction to stress. And one, it's, it's coming from a place of scarcity. It's coming from a place of, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I need to do more, be more. And that's just a, a rabbit hole that is not a, or a hamster wheel that is never ending. And, you know, a lot of these factors do stem from stress. And so that's why, as I said, if we can eliminate our stress, that's number one to me. Stress is the silent killer in our society. It's the root cause, in my opinion. That's a bold claim, but I believe it's the root cause of just about every major disease in our country, in the world, maybe, you could even say. I mean, you know, anything from inflammation to, you know, suicide rates, depression, all these things are a stem of stress. So we can remove our stress by doing, you know, focusing on improving our nutrition, improving our sleep, improving what we do for work. So many people are miserable at the jobs that they work that it's like, just like the sleep analogy, you're there for one third of your life and probably more because you're commuting. And maybe you work a nine hour day because you have a nine hour day because you have a one hour lunch break. So maybe it's even more than a third of your life. So with that being said, I always say to people, it's like, look, you got to make some time for yourself to do things you enjoy, to balance that out. We're a very yang society. We're very doing, fiery, you know, go, 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 never stop. I'll sleep it, I'm dead mentality. Sleep it for the week. All these, stupid, all these stupid sayings that we've, we've created. So it's, we really just need to slow down, relieve the stress, and, you know, actually do things that we enjoy. I've tried that, that mindset before of sleep, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And then I like didn't get any further on the paper I was writing, right? It's like the dumb that that is one of the dumbest lines for sure. I'll like I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's like, dude, I can't even do anything more unless I go to sleep right now. So like that doesn't make any sense, right? Right. Um, what was I gonna say here? It was um, oh, it's about the addiction of you know, so the addiction of your job and those stress levels. So these days I actually can relate to it more than I ever have because um a lot of my adult life before um, taking on my brand full time is I like barely had any money. I didn't like the job. Um, I was getting rejected from job interviews, all those things. And it was easy to work out. It was really easy to work out because I hated everything else I was doing. So it was like my favorite thing to do, right? Now I've got a job that I love uh, that I do and I get paid. And now I start to feel like I have trouble working out in my day, right? Which is pretty relatable to everyone, right? Everyone's like, I don't got time to work out. I'm working all the time, deadlines, stuff like that, right? But then the same people go home and like they just waste the whole evening doing nothing, nothing. And they don't realize all of this valuable time that they're wasting. You know, it's so easy. To be honest, honestly, it's so easy to wake up at four in the morning because I would have been a fucking eight. I'm wired at four in the morning and people are like, how do you do this? Or like, they're like, you're crazy. And it's like, well, first of all, I'm making no excuses. I'm getting everything done. I'm getting my six pillars done in my day, every day. And one of my philosophies is I like to be, um, um, I like to be, oh man, I'm blanking. Um, uh, there you go. Relentlessly consistent right? Relentlessly consistent because no one, like we, I think it's really important to reward your, your successes, right? But at the same time, the grind didn't end with that reward and it changed and it's back to the grind the next day. What do you want? A, a fucking doggy bone? Like, seriously, that's kind of the attitude I, I give to myself and everybody, right? Do you, do you want a doggy bone for that? That's great. Amazing. Let's celebrate now, but then we're back we're back on it, right? And the reason why I'm bringing that up is why I go to bed early every night so that I could wake up and be relentlessly consistent every day. I could wake up at four in the morning wired and I could bring my all every day. See, I'm obsessed with my work now. But instead of me making excuses, I now just go to bed earlier, wake up earlier. My stress levels are low because I got my sleep 
everything's clicking and now my business is growing and part of it's fueled to my sleep and waking up early, right? That's, that's a deadly weapon. My, my, my whole life is manifesting before my eyes because I'm just getting to bed earlier. I'm waking up earlier. And now I have the ability to get a full eight hours in before noon. My stress level's low at that point. Now I'm, I might not even get back to work at that point. I might go to the beach. I might work out. I might ride my bike, right? Sleep, man. I got my boy, Rob. He's like, dude, 100% on that. <laughs> I feel you. And one thing I want to say, too, to your point of people saying they don't have time to work out, just what Ben just just wake up a little bit earlier. And I think there's also this misconceptions like, oh, I have to go to the gym for 90 minutes and do all these heavy lifts. And it's like, no, like you can work out for 20 minutes. If that's all your body needs, there's some days where I will work out for not eight minutes because maybe I'm really sore, but maybe there's some little muscles that aren't that sore so I can do a little workout. Maybe just my, maybe my whole body, but my biceps are sore. I'll do a bicep workout, or maybe I'll do some working in, I'll do some yoga, I'll do some Tai Chi, some form of movement. And I'm someone who is by no means an anxious person. I've never really experienced anxiety, but the only times it is, is when I need to move and when I'm stifling my breath. If I'm not breathing fully and I haven't moved today, that's the only time I get those feelings of anxiety coming up. And we live in a, in a society where anxiety is becoming normal. Anxiety is becoming normal. Stress is becoming normal. All these symptoms, they're not normal. Just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. So, so the way I see that is a lot of people that are dealing with anxiety is like, are you breathing through your nose or are you breathing shallowly into your chest through your mouth? Are you breathing deeply into your belly through your nose or are you breathing shallowly? And on top of that, are you moving? Are you moving the body that we are given? This, our bodies are a vehicle. If our body isn't being moved, it's no wonder that our, our mind is playing games with us because our body isn't satisfied. So with that being said, you know, what you said earlier uh, made me think about, you know, just being grateful, celebrating those successes. And a lot of times we do need to celebrate those successes and being grateful for what we've accomplished totally. and what is happening actually brings more of that to us. It's kind of like, you know, we're putting out this, this, prayer in a sense to the universe saying look i'm so grateful to have this and it's like oh you like that i'm going to give you give you some more thank you for showing your appreciation and one thing that um our our team member troy casey said to me so when i reached diamond i called him a couple months later diamond with our Perium organization i said troy look i'm having some trouble getting to the next stage like the next rank and he was like well did you celebrate being a diamond now, of course, my answer was no, because I was like, oh, I got to get to the next one. Like, there's no time for that. I just got to go, go, go. And it was just a great reminder to me that it's like, look, I got to be grateful for what I have. I've already, you know, done a lot of great things, and I got to take the time to appreciate that. Because if I don't, you know, that I'm kind of stopping myself. So that was a really good reminder that, you know, our mindset is so key. And taking care of ourselves and appreciating, loving ourselves first is really what's the fuel for our success moving forward. Totally, dude. And I want to go back into stress and congratulations again on being a diamond. So diamond in our company. So Purium is a network marketing company. And before I continue on to stress, network marketing overall has gone a really bad, stupid rep um, from really a lot of shit companies and the lack of technology. I think really the biggest innovator to network marketing is the innovation of technology, social media, scaling, not scheming people. You know, growing up, um, I'm 28, so millennial, um, exposed to like those dog shit network marketing companies. Um, but now, dude, can I like network marketing is super pimped out. It is so much fairer in a pay system than any regular job will ever have to offer. Um, and anyone who thinks that network marketing is a scheme is unconscious. That, that's, that's literally, you just labeled yourself as unconscious when you say network marketing is a scheme because it absolutely depends on the product, first of all. And there's no difference between you owning a business, making sales, and growing your team the right way, quote unquote, rather than labeling network marketing. So Rob and I are part of a network marketing company Purium, which is, has the most holistic superfoods on the planet. And we both have people that we've gotten on board 
right? And they're all doing their own mission, right? But it's another way to get paid is by growing a team, right? And, and making sales. So I, I make money offering this to my clients. They share with people and then I get my team on. So that's what Rob's referring to. And congratulations on the diamond and, and the, the goal for Green Diamond. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to touch on that too. Is I think that, like you said, there's this big misconception of what network marketing is. And for the most part, the people that bash it just aren't educated about it. They don't really know what it is. They, they heard of their friend Susie, who one time got screwed in this network marketing company. So therefore, all network marketing companies are bad. It's like, oh, what happened to Susie? Oh, well, she joined and didn't make any money. It's like, well, did she work? It's like, oh, well, no, she just, it's not a get rich quick scheme. And I think that's a big thing is that people, think this is a get rich quick scheme, but it's not, it's the business. And just like any business, it takes time. And in my personal opinion, I think it is one of, if not the best business models in the world. So when we're going to you know, a restaurant or referring people to whatever we're, we're referring people to, we're constantly referring people to things and recommending things. We never get paid for that. We don't get paid for the movies you recommend that people watch or anything like that. So this is a way that, you know, we can recommend things we'd be recommending anyway and get paid. And on top of that, when we give someone else the opportunity to share that themselves, we can also be compensated for helping them because that's, that's a big challenge I have with affiliate marketing, which is a, a part of the network marketing model, but it's only for customers. And there's a lot of my friends, you know, they, they're affiliates of great companies that, you know, I am also affiliates of, but there's no team building there. It's like, well, they introduced me here. I want them to be rewarded by also getting a percentage of what I share because they introduced me here. And that's what network marketing does. If I introduce someone to this group and they join the business, I also get a percentage of their sales because I introduced them. It only makes sense. It only makes sense. And that's the thing is like, once I started learning about it, it's like, why didn't I start this 10 well, years ago? 15 years old. Right, exactly. It's like, I, so I just turned 27. And it was like, well, if I started this nine years ago and I turned 18, like, oof. Wow. So it's, it's crazy to think about like just my own misconceptions and my limiting beliefs and skepticisms about it because I, I just didn't know. And I started reading books. I started learning about it. And I was like, wow, this is something, again, in my opinion, that everyone should be involved with. Totally. Whether it's part-time, full-time, whatever. But it's well, the cool. only way that we can have residual revenue coming in for years to come. And it's a way that it's a business, you know, that continues to grow. So you know, it definitely matters which product you choose. You don't want to just be choosing a network marketing company because they're network marketing. You want to find something with a good product that you'd be taking regardless if you're getting paid or not. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. You know, I was just talking to Rob right before the show and we were catching up. I was telling him how my commission and my sales just grow and sometimes it's like not even like knowing. And that's just fair. Like if, you know, if you want me to, like, first of all, just because I like a product doesn't mean I should go out and refer to everybody. Right. That's a, I think that's a really key concept. Then if I get a whole bunch of people on your product and they continually buy, why shouldn't I get a piece of that every time? Right. right. It doesn't make sense why I would only get the first sale when I'm putting myself out there continuously for you, you know, a lot of people complain about their jobs and rightfully so because they're constantly getting hoed over by their employer. Right. Network marketing presents you a way to actually be rewarded and then not have to be just a slave to being in any one location or having to listen to anybody. Like we have a team, but we essentially do what we want. Like I, I'm in Palm Springs right now. He's in Massachusetts. I made money today in Palm Springs while sleeping, got my commission email. Like I didn't do a thing. He was in Massachusetts, probably more. He's higher in the company at this point than I am. Right. So I don't see the scheme here. I just simply referred people to an amazing product. I'm still getting paid because they love the product. Um, and it just sounds like fair, good business to me. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, I want to do one last point on this, and then I definitely want to get back to the stress topics. That's one I one of my favorite topics. But one thing I also love about network marketing, and you know, with a CEO, to me, that's really in an unethical company. A classic business is really the scheme. You have a CEO with a couple of senior managers, some mid-level managers, junior managers, and that's that's the pyramid scheme that we're looking at here. 
and no one's ever going to make more than the CEO. The junior managers are never going to make more than the senior managers. But in network marketing, there are people who have been here for, you know, have been here for the whole start of the company and there's new people that are making more than them because they can do that. The way that the compensation plan is set up, you can actually outrank a lot of these people. So it's pretty cool, you know, to see how this happens that, you know, it, it's just a great business model. No, we're going to continue talking about it. We're going to keep talking about why this is such a legitimate business model because we're actually having too much fun right now. And we're going to tie up the, the podcast on stress and why it's actually a self-defense mechanism and why it's been hypersensitized in our reality. Be right back. Active wear for men is crucial. You want to be comfortable while you train. If you haven't heard about shorties, they are the best workout shorts. They are the shorts that I use for all of my workouts. Shorties give you the function and style you need to get the most out of your grind. Shorties are lightweight shorts with a built-in compression liner. Perfect for all styles of training and every workout. They feature a deep cell phone pocket attached to the interior liner and a zippered back pocket. On the outside, we use a breathable mesh short to keep things flowing. Shorties are a perfect way for any workout. Running, CrossFit, weightlifting, pickup basketball, football, beach volleyball, yoga, high-intense cardio, and more. Use my code Jammin 20, that's spelled J-A-M-I-N 20, for 20% off of your order. Again, that's Jammin 20 for 20% off, and that's at www.shortiesbrand.co. Again, that's www.shortiesbrand.co, S-H-O-R-T-Y-S-B-R-A-N-D.co. Welcome back to the Jammin' Show. Pumped y'all are still listening. Officially the longest episode we've had, but naturally that happens when you've got a good guest. All right, so our man, Rob Carney, Whole Health Connections. We are discussing why network marketing is a super badass business model and why people need to kind of just wake up. And if they're looking for a side hustle, like they like their job, they don't want to quit, they don't want to go full time, but they're like, they're open to, to secondary income, well, just just take the Q-tips, take the wax out of your ears, okay, and just listen a little bit longer. Yeah, or maybe get a little ear candle in there, get some of the wax out of there too. But that uh, works well. That works well. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest take-home message I say as it relates to network marketing is, you know, we just got to continue to be open-minded about about different modalities of making money and and really living a life of freedom because. At the end of the day, you know, most people are unhappy with their jobs, but they don't do anything about it. They go to find another job because that's really all we know. It's all we've been conditioned to know is to be an employee. But what if, let's just say, what if, what if there's a possibility that you could start making money from your home while you're still working your job? What if that's possible? Would you be open to that? To me, I was, that's how I got involved. I was working a job and, you know, I didn't hate the job. It just wasn't paying me very much. It was actually a pretty good job. I was leading an after school program, but you know, didn't pay the bills the way I wanted to. So I was open to doing something on the side. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I just say it comes down to, we got to educate ourselves. We got to learn about what this business model is. So I would say to anyone listening, check out the four year career on audible you know it's a great book it goes over what network marketing is and basically the the theme of the story is that on average people can replace their jobs income in four years of part-time effort working in a network marketing business and that's an older book not too old but you know i'd say with the technology like you said the social media that's a completely different ballgame so i think that that can make a big difference uh, moving forward as we have technology so i think it can be less than four years yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, is that network marketing super legit. Um, you know, it's just a more, in, in my eyes, it makes a lot more sense than um, a traditional business model anyways. Um, you know, I do so much. I used to do so much more work for so much less. And technically, I, I do more stuff now, but I get paid significantly more. So it's obviously like 
super legit. No, but the problem with the, the, the image of network marketing is it's always made. So people make, paint this picture to convince you to join that it's your way out. So there is definitely truth to that, but there's definitely big, there, it's big false, it false, like a lot of false messaging there. So the false messaging is hard. It's hard as fuck. It's, it's hard ass work. So if you're really trying to focus on the brand building part of it, it is very difficult, which is why I haven't had that much success because I haven't put that much effort into it because I realized how much hard time it is. Remember, for me, the absolute key to why I'm Imperium is to bring the best customer experience to my fitness brand. The brand partnership is a completely separate thing that, I choose to focus or not focus on. And the reason I choose that is because I know how much work it is, is to grow a team and then make sure they execute correctly. So my plan personally is to absolutely take advantage of the brand marketing part of the business down the line. I have a couple brand partners underneath me right now. Nothing that just blows your mind. But I got some residual coming in that's still better than some money that I don't have to go and fight for. Um, but the most important thing is that my customers, they love it. That's the whole point. Um, and it, it's not going to, it's not your, but then the, the truth to it actually is that it is your way out. Like it is your way out because you, he said four years, that's a long fucking time doing network marketing. If you're applying your, if you're applying your full-time effort, cause he was saying part-time, if you applied your full-time effort to a network marketing company that is legit for four years, easy high figure salary monthly without doing anything anymore. The problem is though, is four years is a long time to live. So you have to go through the grind of four years and we just discussed it's hard work. So if you're willing to put yourself through the pain and suffering, first of all, you'll be, it, will be, it won't be four years. It'll be less. But if you compare yourself to a nine to five job, which is a lifetime, what the fuck is four years, right? You work for 20 plus years to retire at an average level. And in four years, I tell you, you go through a hard job, but you will be set forever. I have a pill. I have two pills presented in front of you right now. Okay. One pill, you have a good $100,000 a year salary. That's, that's it. Very comfortable. The family, you're happy, right? That's, that's pill one. It's guaranteed. Pill two, the next four years are, will be the most dark and painful times of your life. But after four years, guaranteed, you live free at a, at a life you, you never would have imagined for yourself right? What path do you choose there? I think both are good options. I think both of them have really good options. I think part of, and I think you'll appreciate this, Rob. So I live in California. I'm from Connecticut. The two worlds are completely different. Where I'm from, community, family, friends is everything. I used to hang out with friends every night, watch sports, go out, do fun things. And I'm still going out and having fun in LA, of course, but it is completely different. In LA, everyone's focused on themselves and their careers and, and moving themselves. This is a dreamer town. Everyone here is living in a dream that are trying to make a reality. So friendships and hangouts aren't the same value. Where I'm from, we all have our dreams, but do they become realities? Many don't. Many people where I'm from never manifest their dream into a reality and they become complacent with comfort of family, friends, and love, which is okay. You know, I think it's fine to be in that environment. And if you choose to be in that lifestyle forever, I applaud you for it because it feels good. But if you go and put yourself in a deep, dark, uncomfortable situation for a long time, you will truly enjoy what life has to offer 
at the end of that tunnel. I've been through super dark and lonely times. I The last time I went Monday through Friday hanging out with a friend watching sports has been years. But I can tell you right now that I am reaping the beauties of life in front of my eyes as I watch my business grow and grow and grow and grow. And no one's watching me. No one's watching me. No one sees me. No one has any idea what's happening. But I'm going through a special moment in my life right now that couldn't happen on the East Coast, at least with the projectile I was going through. So the two pills, the two choices are yours. They're both amazing. How, what's your pain tolerance, right? And that's part of network marketing, man. That's part of network marketing. Do you have anything to say that, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I'd say just like you said, is that it doesn't have to be four years. That's just kind no. of like what was the average that they used. And, you know, I also, I wouldn't even say like the trenches aren't that bad. Like they're definitely trenches. It's definitely a lot of work and it's definitely a lot of challenges and limiting beliefs facing our shadows. But, you know, we can also find the joy in those trenches too. There's always a silver lining. There's always a little speck of light coming in, even in the darkest places. And sometimes, you know, it definitely does take sacrifice. And a lot of it, like you said about moving from Connecticut, as a lot of my, you know, high school friends, I'm not as close with anymore because we had different trajectories. You know, they were kind of focused on doing the same lifestyle they had been in high school that, you know, I just didn't really want to be a part of smoking, drinking, playing video games, you know, vaping, all these type of things. I was like, you know, eating shitty food is like, you know, I don't want to be a part of that. So I had to distance myself and that was a hard decision. And, you know, it's not always fun, but that's kind of the cost of success at times. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think what it comes down to is we need to be very clear of what we want. Because, like, maybe what we want is that that first option where we just want, you know, we don't want to have anything fancy. $100,000 if we're living, say, in the Midwest. Like, $100,000 in the Midwest, consistent, could be pretty good. Pretty good. But, you know, if you're living in L.A. or Boston, you know, hundred grand is not isn't quite going to cut it if you want to you know, have a little bit more freedom. So in my opinion, you know, people need to get more clear on what they want and, you know, what they need to live. Because to me, $100,000, I want more than that. And I need more than that to live the life that I envision. So that's why I took the risk to go into business for myself um, to make that happen. Totally. And I think that, um, you know, the two pill decisions, right? Extreme when it comes to network marketing. No, there's amazing times with network marketing right? You have an amazing, amazing experience. The experience I've had so far, my company in particular has been great. When I mean dark time, it's, for example, when you, we all know this in network marketing, we reach out to our friends and family. They ask those us the hard questions. We got to answer the rejection, try to get uh, events put together. You get no showed, right? You put all this effort in, no sales, right? That's the type of dark times I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like, you know, it's literally dark out and you got no money to pay for shit. I'm talking about like ego, emotions, mental, like, you know, you go, you get fucked in the head, right? You know, you get right. fucked in the head, but you know, you just got to keep showing up. You got to be, keep, be, keep being consistent and then don't compare yourself to other successful people. I think it's important to observe what other successful people are doing and then respect what they're doing, but then don't compare yourself to them. Right. You compare yourself to them. That's where stress starts to happen, right? And I think that's where we wanted to really go with this conversation with stress. So I'm in a really crowded space. So is Rob, health and wellness. Biggest key to at least my success, Rob, is I don't compare myself to literally anyone. I recognize who in the industry has like really great content and who is masterful at what they do. And I observe as a fan, not as someone who's comparing myself. Because you, you, anyone who's good at their craft knows when they see someone with legit information, content, and all those things. So I'm not stressing, right? Like you mentioned Certified Health Nut. That guy's a nut, no doubt. But the dude's brilliant in holistic health. And... I can never compare myself to him because he's in his 50s. Like, I'm 28. I haven't had 25 years of experience 
with my brand like like he has, right? So why am I going to stress myself out over something I have no control over, right? So stress, in my opinion, is a self-defense mechanism that was needed back in the day, right? When you were in an uncomfortable situation, your stress levels went up and you're like, something's not right here. I'm not supposed to be here. And then when you're getting screwed over by someone back in the day, your stress levels kick in and you're like, okay, I'm getting screwed. Something's happening, right? But the problem now is that we're so hyper sensitized to everything that people stress over things that aren't even there. Like everything's good and they're still stressed out. Right. And now, and that's like a silent killer, right? Right. And it's exactly what you said. It, it's become, it's what was once an incredibly essential defense mechanism and survival mechanism that has basically been hijacked by, you know, like the mainstream media always pumping negative news at us by foods that are unhealthy to us, causing stress in the body. You know, it's that we have this constant influx of toxins. So our stress response, which was once an essential part of survival, is now many people's biggest enemy. And it's the biggest thing that causes them challenges in their life. So I think that by us learning to control our stress, not only is it going to help us with our health, it's also going to help us in our business and be more successful because if we can control our stress, like you said, if we're comparing ourselves to people all the time, you know, that's not a good space to be in. That's not a healthy space to be in for health, mental health, physical, physical health, or just, you know, business success. So I think what it really comes down to is what can we do every single day to lower our stress, to ground ourselves and to be the best version of ourselves? What can we do today to be 1% better? Because if you become 1% better every single day for a year, you're 37 times better by the end of the year, just 1% a day. That's all it really takes. So my, I guess my closing question to, to everyone here, what can you do today to be 1% better? Is that going for a walk? Is that journaling? Is that calling someone that you've been, you know, dreading calling because it's going to be a tough conversation? What is it? What can you do today to be 1% better? And that's, that's what I'd like to close it with on there. Yeah, no, totally. And 1% better. If you're, if you're 1% better every day, it's like the slow, it's like slow and steady wins the race little things every day in a busy schedule add up to massive results before COVID, we were catching up like i said again how we pivoted with the times and you know all the things that i'm doing were already in my head i just had the time to do them so now i just had the time to go out and, and make all these things happen i was stressing out in the beginning but then when the stress just disappeared i was able to make rational decisions and you know like i like you said we're, we're wrapping up here like the media so there's a lot of truth and a lot of like technically what they're reporting in the in the news is just tr truthful right because it's like it actually happened right technically but they're but they're tweaking it in a way to stress you out because you're more manipulative like they can manipulate every, you are more manipulative when you're stressed out when you're stressed out i can manipulate you to do to, to make you do anything you want so now that we're super hyper to everything and i get you stressed i can control you i control your decision making which is why you have to be really important whose words infiltrate your consciousness because words can be poison i have been i i was once taken down the wrong path because of the words of somebody and it was the wrong decision I don't regret it, but it was the wrong decision. And the lesson I learned, because I don't regret it, I learned a lesson. Be careful who you give your energy to, to listen to what they have to say. You know, part of the power, Rob can relate to this, I know he can. I am blasting my content all day, but I'm not really paying attention to what anyone has to say or respond to it. Because unless you are really trying to touch base with me, and really deliver value to me, you know, I don't give you my attention. I don't waste my energy and my attention on people who are trying to be negative or are trying to bring me down or anything of that nature. Yeah. I mean, anytime negativity spurs up, I think the only answer is to respond with 
positivity and compassion. It's like if we're trying to fight fire with fire, I don't think that that ever works. I think we've seen that through enough human history that fighting fire with fire usually results in conflict and destruction. So, you know, at the end of the day, as people want to share negativity, I try to just say, you know, they're like, oh, like that thing you posted was shitty and what a terrible video. It's like, thanks for your feedback. Yeah. Like, not, I'm not going to fight them back. It's like, cool, thanks for feedback. And that can be positive. Just like you said, you can learn a lesson from that. It's like, look, all right, so someone doesn't like this. Now maybe I'll ask some people that I know and trust, like, was this a good piece of content? And they'll either say no or yes. And they say, no, I didn't like that either. It's like, well, now I know in the future, I'm going to either change that or do something different. So at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to, to kind of wrap things up here. And our whole conversation is, you know, the way I look at life and health and business and everything is it comes down to patience, persistence, and consistency. And if we're patient, consistent, and persistent with every goal we have, and that could be in health, whether it's fitness, or, you know, that could be in business. Building a business takes patience, persistence, and consistency. And if we can embody those three aspects, focus on the six foundation principles, moving, thinking, breathing, nutrition, hydration, sleep every single day, you know, it, it may take six months to get that goal. It may take two years. It may take 10 years to reach that goal, depending how big the goal is. But if we focus on those areas every single day, become 1% better, we're going to get there. And you get started today too. Instead right. of I'll do it later, you just get started with it today and just fail forward. Like right. literally just, just fail forward and don't regret any of the fuck ups and just learn. That's the fastest way to get from A to B. Just start right. today, fuck up going forward, learn the lesson and you're there done. It's, it's as actually literally, it's literally as simple as that. It's what your pain tolerance, right? So, Rob, thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to jump on the Jamming Show. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me. It's As I said in the beginning, it's definitely nice to be a guest on a podcast. I appreciate that and appreciate everyone listening. It's been a fun journey. I'd love to connect with everyone who's on here. Totally. I'm going to leave Rob's information all over the bio. So if you're interested, just read the bio, click on it, give him a follow, message him, whatever. We'll definitely have him again on. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And um, until next time, guys, have a great rest of your Friday. Jam and show, tuning off.